Welcome to the Health and Wealth Power Hour, the podcast provides you with the knowledge and insights you need to achieve physical, mental, and financial well-being. I'm your host, Arlen Pickett, a business consultant who's passionate about helping people achieve a more balanced and healthier life. Each week, we'll deep dive into topics related to health and wealth, including retirement income planning, innovative healthcare solutions, alternative funded health plans, and specific actions individuals and business owners can take to gain control of their finances, have access to affordable quality health care, and achieve peace of mind. We'll also be joined by innovative experts who will share their knowledge and insights on prevalent topics. So, whether you're looking to grow your wealth or improve your health, you've come to the right place. Get ready to be informed, inspired, and empowered. Let's get started. And welcome to the Health and Wealth Power Hour. I am your host, Harlan Pickett. Appreciate you listening in today. Hey, back in May, on May 4th, very specifically, I was blessed to be on a panel at the Free Market Medical Association's annual convention. Great, great event this year. Uh, They took full advantage of the May 4th date, and we celebrated Star Wars Day. Uh, We even had some special shirts made, as a number of folks did. And it was, it was really, really cool. Uh, I was on a, a panel with friends and huge rebels, Sean Kelly with Texas Medical Management and Kristen Dickerson of Green Imaging. Uh, both of those are well known across the nation as moving the bar, as it were, on access direct contracting and that's what we were talking about direct in texas how we are doing things in texas that other parts of the country need to learn about to see how we are integrating these direct contracts with employer plans so that people have real access to health care and not barriers to health care so we're going to share that panel discussion with you today on the show hope you enjoy it and remember you can always reach out to us and ask any questions. You know, you can go out to eaglecare.com, put in a request for me to contact you. You can also call the number, of course, and if I'm available, I'll certainly talk to you at that time. But love to discuss this with anyone that has any questions about it. Uh, Also, don't forget, on June 20th, uh, that is next week, June 20th, 11 a.m. Central Time, we will be doing our live LinkedIn audio room, why does healthcare suck? We'll be deeping, d- digging deep into that and talking about what your opinion is. It is going to be very interactive. If you attend and you would like to speak, we'll certainly do everything we can to get everyone up on that stage. All right, now enjoy Kristen Dickerson, Sean Kelly, and myself discussing Direct in Texas. Excited to be with you all, and you know we are, you know Texans here, um, and there are good and bad things about being Texans. I think we're super proud of the what's going on in Texas with healthcare. I think you know Green has the most lives, most covered lives in Florida and Texas. I think the innovation, the willingness, the market is there, and I think kind of the, the pioneer spirit is with us in Texas. Unfortunately, there's a problem. And that is the number of uninsured we have in Texas, 18%. It's the worst. 
And some of that may be kind of our free spirit. A lot of that may be that we have, you know, a lot of health sharing going on. Um, but we know that we're going to have millions of people coming back with the emergency lifted um, off of Medicaid. And so, you know, those people are going to be entering kind of the self-pay market and needing affordable medical care. And then on, you know, the premiums are super high in Texas and Dallas-Fort Worth is one of the most expensive places in the country. Um, to consume medical care. So we've got problems going. But the good thing is we've got, you know, really good solutions that I'm going to talk about. This is part of the problem. The cost of health care has risen much faster than overall inflation, which we know is dramatic. And the cost of imaging specifically, which is my field, um, has increased even more so because of mergers and acquisitions in the imaging center space and in the radiology group space. And so in this set of claims data, we do claims data analyses all day. This is not atypical. In my world, a mammogram should cost 250 to say 425. Um, unbundled, just one of the fees, the facility, one of four fees for a mammogram right now is running averaging $650. Ultrasound. While everybody was watching the price of an MRI and CT scan, something happened to ultrasound pricing, and I probably would have gone down the hall at the hospital for an ultrasound. It cost me $400 prior to the pandemic. We're now at 1381 What this means is the woman with a lump in her breast who's not going to be covered by a net is going to be spending $2,000 to get this work up. How many Americans can spend $2,000 right now out of their pocket for health care? Well, we know that 70% of Americans are delaying or going without significant care. This has resulted in an upstaging of breast cancer. This is scary stuff. But these are the people who can help with this. And you know, you, you've got a couple of them here in front of you. Um, Texas Medical Management, um, formerly Texas Free Market Surgery, um, offers bundled surgeries and very importantly, high-risk maternal fetal care management. And that's one of those things, you know, anybody that I talk about here, if you want contact information, message me on the, the app and I'll, you know, I'll be happy to share that. I'm talking about solutions we work with every day. There are tons of other ones out there. I don't want to leave anybody out, but these are the ones that, that we've had tremendous success with. Um, patient Choice. It's a new company, but they're doing awesome navigation, getting to embedded solutions like Texas Medical Management, like Green Imaging. Um, they're out of Austin. Again, you know, great Texas company. Um, next level, Urgent Care, Juliet Breeze, it's again physician founded, and you'll see a pattern here, um, the physician ownership and physician founding of these entities. Um, she's doing subscription-based Urgent Care and primary care, and it's kind of on steroids. Uh, immunizations are covered, labs are covered, basic x-rays covered. Um, my employees actually, you know, are, their whole families um, get that as a benefit from brain imaging, and it, it's been a, a really tremendous service. Um, we have more traditional DPC practices. We've got first primary care out of Houston, and we've got direct med clinic, uh, Dr. Rogers, out of um, his clinic out of San Antonio. Um, we've got retro health, chronic care management, occupational health, preventative care. All of these things can be put together in health plans. All of these things can be accessed, or most of these things can be accessed by individuals on health sharing, 
or doing some kind of, now we know we've got crowdsourcing, and so, you know, in healthcare, and that, that these are wonderful solutions for those people. Um, HEB primary care, um, you know, they're really expanding dramatically. I think it's $60 a month um, for their coverage for subscription-based primary care. Um, Granting, uh, we've been around 12 years. Um, we're now in 50 states. We're now SOC 2 um, audited with clean audit. That was a big undertaking. Um, benefits advisors, we've got some of the best. Uh, we got Taylor Rogers, Rich Haney, Kelly Fristo, Mike Abinelli, Allison DePaoli, Harlan Pickett, and Mike Andrade, to name just a few of them. But these are these are all innovators. These are all people who are out there creating health plans and changing lives. Um, we've got legal legislative advocates. We've got Doug Aldean as an ERISA attorney, David Ballot, who is changing roles, but has been a tremendous advocate in the state legislature um, for Texans with health care. And Representative James Frank, who had a failed um, bill that he was pushing forward, trying to push forward recently, but at least he's out there trying to protect employers. And he's a great model because he's done this for his employees, and the thing I love that he talks about is that he says, okay, to his employees, and he gets so much better um, steerage because what he's telling them is, okay, there are going to be some pain points. Sometimes you're going to have to drive a little farther to get care or get care from a new provider, but every dollar we save is going back in your pocket. You know, wage stagnation in this country is about the cost of health care. And I love that. And I think that's a model we all need to, to be thinking about. You know, Americans are struggling financially right now. They need good health care. There's no correlation between good care and cost. And there may be an inverse correlation between good care and cost as we've heard them. Um, and then finally, we've got health sharing solutions, including Sedera, that's out of Boston. So, you know, these are not the only solutions, but these are the ones we've worked closely with, we've had great success with, I think they're proven, and, you know, just want to say a shout out. Um, I think we're going to change healthcare in Texas, and I think the independent spirit will probably help people adopt different types of plans, some of these emerging VPC-centric plans. Um, I think there are a lot of options out there for people to acquire healthcare in a different way. So I'm going to turn this over to Sean, who's going to talk about quality, and then finally, Harlan's going to talk about how you pull it all together. So my name is Sean Kelly uh, with Texas Medical Management. I don't know if it's worse following up a speaker talking about how to present better or following up Dr. Dickerson. Uh, in 2016, my brother, Patrick Kelly, is a reconstructive microsurgeon, and I set out to improve surgical quality and changed the way surgery was purchased. We hadn't met Keith Smith at that point, but we did, and he helped us a ton. Kudos to that gentleman if he's in the room. We started in Austin, we expanded to Houston in 2018, and we're in the process of adding surgical bundle care in the Valley, the Rio Grande Valley, and in Dallas. We believe we have a model that produces severe patient outcomes. As you'll see, our results speak for themselves. When you think of quality of surgical care, it's obvious to most people we're talking about patient outcomes. But in healthcare, we don't do that. In fact, what passes for quality measurement in healthcare are what I call failure rates. Infection rates, uh, wrong site of surgery, readmissions, and my personal favorite, never events. If you don't know what that is, that is something literally that should never happen to a patient. But we report on it. 
What we should be looking at are factors that affect the positive outcome, like the surgery, the facility, anesthesia, imaging. If you had to guess in the list I just gave, who's the most important person to getting a good quality patient outcome in surgery, who would it be? If you guess the surgeon, you're right. According to data that comes from a company that underwrites surgical complications out of Utah, they told us that the correlation coefficient between the quality of the surgeon and the quality of the patient outcome is 0.94. So we asked the follow-up question, why are facilities and anesthesia not more important? They said, well, we asked the same question. It turns out really great surgeons don't operate with bad anesthesia, and they don't operate at bad facilities. That's what makes it so exciting to be working in the direct contracting community, the marketplace. Most of the biggest names, as Dr. Dickerson mentioned, today were founded by and are managed today by physicians. Experienced physicians have a unique ability to ferret out quality. And we're not talking about physicians here who wear suits and wear Free United or Optum or Blue Cross or anything like that. We're talking about experienced physicians who have decades of expertise and experience in delivering high quality care, and they know who can and who can't or won't do the same in their communities. So what we like to do is we like to tell people, think of your direct contract community providers as your healthcare fiduciary, your quality fiduciary. TMM has been posting our prices since 2016. That's a lot more transparent you'll get from any mandate, from any government, state or federal, world, or whatever. Now, knowing the price in advance allows you to do like all these other people have been talking about this conference, that shop. Compare apple to apple, apple to orange, and still see what the costs are. Posting on prices is actually nothing new. Dr. Smith has been doing it since 2009. What might not be totally apparent, though, is how much unnecessary cost we can take out of the system. When direct care providers work together, we act as patient fiduciaries, like all good providers. We know what can, what, what needs to be included to get a great patient outcome. We also know what can be taken out with no impact to the patient. For example, when one of our patients needs advanced imaging to refine the diagnosis, we turn to our partners to green imaging. Why? They have great service, tons of locations, and we know the quality. We know who does the reads. Super important. Working together, we save money, improve patient outcomes and experience. Direct care providers are building back the U.S. healthcare system, like it should be, based on relationships and transparency. Not like the one we have today, ruled by middlemen and opaque. It may take a while, but we didn't get into this mess overnight. There's no substitute for a direct relationship. When you have a problem, a direct relationship allows you to talk with each other, not through others who really don't have any skin in the game, and often enough called national home. Intermediaries have built the system to work in their favor. If they're not adding value, they need to be taken out of the system by the folks paying for much of this party, the employers and healthcare, health plan members. Here's our results. Let me give you a little background. Our industry struggles with quality. Many think you can determine quality from data, like claims data. Data is important in determining some aspects of quality. 
However, claims data can only say so much. It cannot determine positive outcomes, period. It can't tell you if the patient reached their goals or had experienced complete healing. It can be useful to determine when something goes wrong. It can also tell us about utilization. But as an industry, we need to do better than pointing out to where patients are more likely to experience more harm or less. We believe the only way to validate our quality is to talk to the people who receive it. Strangers that may see patients. Since 2019, we've been surveying all of our patients. We do a patient-reported outcome survey and a net promoter score with our partner Integrity Insights. We make this information available to all our clients and their brokers. Our goal, ultimately, is to show our clients that the money they paid us was well spent. On this slide, you'll see nearly 90% of our patients report reaching most or all their treatment goals while experiencing similar improvements in pain, function, and life stress. The bottom line, if we're going to really change healthcare for the better, we owe it to everyone to focus on quality first. This is our promise to our patients, and you'll see this is very similar. Ours is tweaked to surgery, but this is the same kind of promise that you'll hear throughout the provider community here in the FMMA. Our promise at TMM is that patients receive quality care they deserve from top quality board certified surgeons, selected by our surgeon leaders who operate in our accredited facilities. Patients get end to end concierge service from our expert client services team. They also can rest easy with a no surprise bill guarantee, focusing on their recovery instead of medical bills. And then lower costs and no surprises with a single transparent bundle price for a wide variety of common surgeries. That's what we bring transparency, fair cost, great service. You'll find the same thing at Green Energy, you'll find the same thing at Surgery Center of Oklahoma and any number of other provider organizations that are here at FMMA. That's the difference between us and the vast majority of people. Thank you. I'll let Harlan come up and tell us how we stitch it all together for an employer. All right, thank you very much, John. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for kicking it off there, Kristen. One of the things that happens in all of this situation is how do you put it all together? What an employer has to do in this situation is just take the bull out of the horns, right? You're in charge, just go do it yourself. Hey, what the heck? How would you do it? You've got to run your business. You're not in this industry. How would you know where to start? There is no way to know where to start. And the reason for this is because of that right there. What is in that black box? What is health insurance? How does it translate into health care? Because do not be mistaken, they are not the same thing. Health insurance and health care are not the same. And in many cases, just as they have explained to you, not having health insurance can provide you better health care. Direct contracting and working with someone to understand what's in that black box and how you can control it is what changes the game. And they don't want you to know what's in there. 
Notice the money going in is a whole lot more than what's coming out. That is obviously by design. That is the way Buka wants it to be. If you are not familiar with that term, that is Blue Cross, United, Cigna, Aetna, Humana. Humana is out, by the way. If you have Humana, you're looking for a new carrier now. But this is what is traditional. Even brokers traditionally don't know what's in there. But it's time to unveil it and try to understand what's going on so if you know what's in there, you know how to build a plan that works for you and your people, your employees, yourself, versus what works for VUCA. Because if you look, that's what surrounds them. They build it. They build it for them, not for you. Because every piece of this is something that they control. Over here, down at the very corner on the, on the bottom left-hand side, that program man manager, that coordination, that service, that sales, that marketing, that's my industry. That's insurance brokers. That's insurance advisors. That's insurance agents. That's big agencies. That's big brokerages that traditionally have worked in the favor of Buga because they make a lot of money doing so. They are not sitting on the side, same side of the table as you, the employer. They are sitting on the same side of the table as Buka. That's where they make their money. You may pay them a fee, but it's very minimal consider, if you consider how much they get paid by the carrier and these other pieces of the puzzle. You guys have heard throughout the conference all the different things that are part of this, how brokers can get paid by TPAs, by PDMs, various different ways that get paid. But understand that if you are using something like a carrier, I don't care which one it is, PPO Network, they're not working with these guys. Those prices they come up with, this is kind of what they were talking about earlier when they said, I don't know what the price is. Go out and look at one of the hospitals that has been gracious enough to provide us some transparency to show you what their prices are. Notice something that is very disturbing, and that is, depending on who your insurance carrier is, it's depending on how much you pay. Are you paying cash? Well, that's a whole different price as well. Why? Why is that? I sat down with Dr. Smith one day and we directly talked about transparency. And I asked him, why, why is it such a big deal? Why can't people just publish their prices? You probably have the same answer for me. They don't want to. Do you know how much a procedure costs? I do. You do? Do you think that a hospital knows? If they want to know, could they know? They don't want to. And if they do, they're certainly not gonna publish that, which is the reason why they have so many different prices. Because it's just negotiated. I can talk to you all day about why they want the prices to be higher, and also why Google wants the prices to be higher. Because there is a reason there. You would think they would be fiduciary, and if they would be taking care of you want the prices to be lower, that is not the case. It's the only way they can make more money, is if the prices are higher. It doesn't make sense, but that's the way it is. 
So you are this grassroots effort to change that. Because where we have to get is to where the patient is in the middle. That's the model that we work for. That's the model that a good broker, a good advisor, a good business consultant that focuses on how to help you work on your healthcare spend, that is what a good business advisor will do for you, is put your patient, put your company, put your people in the middle. It's the different pieces. If you look at this, how it looks different, because all these terminologies are a little bit different. What I would do in a situation is I would be your healthcare supply chain manager. These guys are part of the healthcare supply chain. There's a number of different folks that are here today on the third floor that are part of this supply chain. These are the ones that make a difference. The ones that leave in the FMMA. Those are the individuals, those are the companies they are, that are leading the charge to put the patient first, to put the decision-making where it should be, <clears throat> because that is paramount in this movement. We have got to put the control back in the patient's hand. If we don't, we're going to be stuck in that same exact situation we always have been, where Buka wants us, where the black box is just right there, and nobody has any idea what's in it, because they don't want you to know. FMMA, Free Market Medical Association, Patient Center, this is the way. Thanks, Harlan. And I, I just kind of, in closing, um, want to make a statement for the supply chain. Um, I've heard a recurrent kind of quiet um, whisper behind the scenes. Uh, one of the problems that we're having in this market, this market doesn't work without the supply chain because the hospitals aren't going to do the kind of pricing we do. They're not going to do the kind of quality. They just stop. They're not built that way. Um, but we're, we're all having problems with payments. We're having problems with um, the TPAs, you know, processing. You know, they want electronic claims, but then they want to pay them, you know, for the plan design rather than as a direct contract. And um, I'm hearing more, this more and more. And so if you're an advisor, um, if you uh, are a solution that offers um, this type of you know, supply chain um, within your solution, make sure that your providers are being taken care of. It, you know, it's really becoming an issue. And we can't offer the kind of pricing we do. I, I, I kind of have PTSD. It seems like insurance to me. People are talking about timely filing and all kinds of things I haven't had to deal with the past 12 years. And so when we start to you know, deal with these larger TPAs, they're starting to put legacy systems in place on us, and yet they want our direct pricing. And so really, if you all could help us, um, it would be greatly appreciated because it's really, um, this isn't going to work if you don't have providers. And if we go back, we might as well take the trust the shield if we're going to be subject to timely filing and same day second exam discounts and all the garbage we were in the traditional world. So that's just kind of my last plug. But I do want to say, um, you know, I think we're starting to see, I'm seeing in, you know, in the solutions we're working with, more and more best practices, more and more great um, ideas that 
the good plans are emerging and reproducing. And so I think it's really, I'm starting to see, you know, really things getting easier, these plans being easier to implement. Um, people across the country starting to understand they have other options and that maybe their employer plan isn't the best plan for them. There are other things out there that they can do. So I'm super excited about the future. I'm so happy to be here at FMMA once again, be with like-minded people. And um, thank you all for being here and for hearing what we have to say.